Hey, Stacy. Hey, Michael. Are we here? Are we doing this? We're here. We are doing this. 7-2. Yay. 72. I didn't think I was going to make this one. I really thought, boy. Right. A, if anybody has ever driven in, in uh, Philly, the Schuylkill, it's a, uh, a big six to eight lane highway that goes in and out of Philadelphia. It's the main vein, Jane. Mm. And um, <laughs> so sometimes in the like. On a Sunday morning, I can get from my house to the Rocky Steps in 30 minutes. Like, oh, that's not bad. It's not bad at all. On a Tuesday morning, it can be an hour and 20 minutes. It's just that the, the road I take from my house, uh, Route 422, to get there, get a little jammed up. Anyways, mm -hmm. do you have any clue what 72 means in the Rocky universe? Well, we have a ton of followers born in 72. I know that. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. That's cool. So Sly was an usher at the Baronet Movie Theater in New York City in 72. Cool. And this is yes. where he would audio record movies that mm -hmm. he was supposed to be paying attention to the people so they don't fall over because he was an usher and he would audio record them. And then he would take them home and he would rewrite the movies like wow. easy writer and so on because he desperately wanted to go to film school, but he didn't have the money for it. So he would sit on that bed in that small apartment that he shared with Butkus and Frank, and he would rewrite easy writer or whatever movie was playing. Mm -hmm. And uh, he self-taught on how to write a movie. And you have people, men and women who go to school, film school for decades that never reach the mm -hmm. creative heights mm -hmm. or monetary heights that sly has has reached and that that's just a big deal so anyways that's episode 72 uh that's my little connection and nine those numbers add up to nine so that's good <laughs> we should talk about um uh, an artist who creates miniatures for a living this is what the guy does he's out of the uk and josh there he is josh blackhouse Backhouse. I I always want to put an L in there. Right. I'm going to ask him if he'll be comfortable by uh, changing his last name. Yeah. Um, sure. I'll I'll see if he uh, I'll see if he's aware. Up of that. for that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, should be. It's just a name. It's just something you're born with. It makes my life easier. Put an L right. in there. Right. Josh Backhouse is an amazing miniature maker, and he did a diorama, a miniature of mm -hmm. Mighty Mix Jim. Imagine. Rick Moranis showed up in Kensington and he had the giant ray gun and he shrunk down Mighty Mix Jim from 1976. It might look like something like this that Sly could carry in his arms. Yes. Look at look that. At that. I was something? so happy for him. Look at that. Awesome. I was I was beyond thrilled. It's a beautiful job. It's amazing. Now, some of you will say, "Well, look at the bottom of the gym. It's not that bright red." Correct. Later in the Rocky movies, it got a little bit of a uh, a, a writer a brighter red uh, uh, paint job on it. Mm -hmm. But this is the '76 version right. of uh, Mighty Mix Jim. Because if you notice, looking at this picture uh, to the right hand side, you can see uh, the scribble that says "Professional Boxing." It's mm -hmm. that white banner, okay? But in in like Rocky Five and later movies, it's much clearer. And when you go back and and, re, and and watch the original Rocky, there's like 
faded paint and there's dirt on it. It's difficult to read unless you're up close. And mm-hmm. Josh was able to capture this remarkably. Even the top of the building has vents and like uh, vent, uh, venting systems, air conditioning venting systems or whatever. It, it, he went all out. And of course, there is a piece of the wood that I took from the actual red board. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like a plaque numbering it. Right. And he also sent one to me, which was really cool. Um, so it's like, there you go. You see, it's just that that's quite a, it's like yeah. a little shrine. <laughs> I love it. That looks great. It, this whole room is a little shrine, right? Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But you're right. It's, it is a little shrine to mighty mix gym. And so I have right now, it's just resting on a footstool. Um, but I've got to, I have a, a little, uh, display thing coming that I'm going to elevate it up. It'll be a little closer around Mickey's shins yes. uh, on the poster there. Oh, neat. It'll be elevated. And then I'm going to put little lights around it and it like spotlights shining up at it, but miniature tiny lights. So it'll, it'll look really cool. Nice. I wanted yeah. to show also um, slice comments for Josh. There you go. Mighty Mix Jim, Rocky second home. This is a wonderful piece of art created by Josh at Josh back five did an amazing job. Thank you for this nostalgic piece of memorabilia. Keep punching. I just talk about a shout out from the big guy. <laughs> doesn't get any more yeah. any better than that. I mean, that yeah. really is something quite special. And this whole thing kind of came together because of uh, uh, our previous guest, Dan, the man. Yeah. Our, Dan um, was, uh, he had reached out to me and we, we were talking about it and one thing led to another and I sent some information to Sly and he said, Oh, I would love yeah. one. Yeah. There you go. And he got yeah. it. He got it. So Josh mm-hmm. job. Well done, Dan. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, uh, I wish you all the best on both of your careers. You guys are yeah. quite amazing and inspiring. Yeah. Uh, Stacy, do we have any guests today? We do. We do. This is so exciting for us. Can, give us a tease. Just give us a quick tease. Throw us something that that would give us like like you're in a oh, survivor. Okay. Hmm. What that's, else? That's what interesting. Else? Do we what have about any? this? Okay. Now let's let's look <laughs> at this. this. This is something extraordinary. This is an album I used to play all the time as a kid. Now, when I was younger, we didn't. I didn't have the greatest sound system. And before I did get my uncle's old used beat up turntables, right, I would listen right. to the radio all the time. Look at that. Right. Yeah. Look at that. Unbelievable survivor. I tell you. And what I used to do, I would wait for the countdown to come on the radio uh, in the summer. I believe it was 82. And I would just listen. Couldn't wait for eye to tiger. And it was like number one every week. That side was amazing. Forever, Rocky, right? <laughs> Rocky threes in the movie theaters. There's this incredible group named survivor. I wonder if I'd, ever get a chance to meet a member or at least maybe interview them on a podcast now you would think that's odd for 1982 i dreamt up this concept of podcasting which i get no royalties for but listen enough about me today we have one of the co-founders co-creators a survivor and a co-writer of I the Tiger, Mr. Yes. Frankie Sullivan. Would you have bring please bring him in? Yes. Oh, hello, hello. There you. Oh, I see hey. myself. Which I don't know if I'm that happy. I've never been a guy that goes, "Oh, it's me." I see. <laughs> that's okay. Oh, you look good. I you know, know. I like to do. I like to mirror. How do you do that? So that's good enough. Mm-hmm. Frankie, it's such a pleasure to have you here yeah. because thank you, you guys. You and your group were so inspirational. I think you are. Tent poles 
of the 80s. Uh, I mean, of all time, yes, but the 80s, my God, one of the greatest decades ever. And you were a major phenomenon in that group that pushed people. What you did with I, the Tiger, we're going to get into that in a little bit, but I want you to understand something. As a 13-year, 14, 15-year-old kid listening to I, the Tiger on the radio and getting a chance to let you know what I had a tiger meant to me and Stacy's going to tell you and some of our listeners that, you know, that it really blew us away this song because as we all know, you know, Sly thought maybe, but not really another one bites the dust and your co-creator, why Jimmy Peterick, he, he was like, geez, that's going to be a tough song to beat. Well, not only did nah, you it beat it, but you that. buried it. You buried. <laughs> Sly, it. Well, yeah, I still have the, um, I have. I kept all the memorabilia, so I still have the first ten minutes that Sly sent us me, and then I called him up because he didn't. He sent me the first ten minutes of the film, so I just took for granted. Well, they don't want this out there; it's not done. So I rang him back. I said, "I'm not going to make bootleg copies in the garage." And so he sent me the whole film the next day. Yeah, I watched it with Mark, the drummer, and. I kind of Sly's vibe, and he loves Queen. You know, he's a big Queen fan. Yeah. When I watched it, I totally got it because, and I'm a huge Brian May fan. He's a mm. great guy. You know, how you ever gonna beat Freddie Mercury? That's one of the greatest bands in the world. But sure, that song in that spot was exactly like the Man Man said. It was a little bit logie, a little slow. Um, it was a little plotting for what Sly wanted to do with that. Right. section of it which he ended up changing i guess more to our benefit but when i watched it the first time i i immediately went hmm, that could be better not meaning better than queen because that's impossible yeah. and i'm a huge fan sure guitar player brian may well, you know killer guitar player but in the film i said it's kind of plotting yeah. you know the slide the man doesn't didn't really feel right about it i don't think he knew how to put it in the words but i i felt it was kind of plotting slow moving right he wants okay. something more because <clears throat> i remember telling me i gotta have a pulse it's yeah, all he told me driving pulse. sounding yeah he said no a pulse he's like mm. mm. do you told pulse. me he didn't have the note he didn't have c right. note but he might have been hitting the note going mm-hmm. i just have to have a pulse that's it gotta have a pulse yeah gotta have a pulse. yeah that's all he did and, so well, you, so this is interesting to me because you get to a point. I wrote, I wrote down some notes, things that I knew, but I, I don't want to, I don't want to forget. Um, I'll remind you. So, <laughs> the good. Well, I, I don't do many interviews in case you haven't noticed that. I think no, this I, is the first I, podcast I've done in four years. You know, wow. and, and that's the thing. I, I noticed that because you're, you're a wealth of knowledge and information. Yeah. And, and, I mean, obviously we're a Rocky centric show, but just, musically in yeah. general i i don't know much about music as i you will see i have a, a question or two for you but I, what i don't understand is uh why not do more you you could i think well you be, i'm just starting to but go ahead ah. fin- finish though what you're gonna say okay. why, go ahead more so, tell me why so here's the thing I, I i made some notes so you start writing rising up back on the street did my time took my chances i did but, but you needed more of the movie, which is when you got Sly to give you more. And you did that by promising him you weren't going to record it, right? You had just said that. I wanted to make sure that was right. No, that's not right. All right. Oh. Which is, but that's okay. That's why I should do more podcasts. Exactly. For, to begin with, and you, and you have to give 
Sly, I always call him the boss. You can call him the man. You know, Nick's a yeah. friend of mine. Nick, he's a really good friend of mine. He's Nick, you know, Nick is he, and yeah. we talk a lot. He never really gave us much input. He just wow. wanted to pull. So lyrically, I don't think I, I, we, he never gave us one lyrical input, nothing mm-hmm. on any, I don't think he heard anything until we sent him the tapes. Gotcha. Yeah. Wow. With another song on it that I okay. think we felt may have been a better song, which is goes to show you that how much you think I know, I may not know, which is the beautiful <laughs> thing about being a human being. But um, <laughs> I learned you know, that every day. I was really good about, and maybe this says something about him because he's so prolific and so creative. Yeah. You know, yeah. he just he's nonstop. Um, he just give me a pulse. That's it. Until he got the tape. That's yeah. all. Now the title, I read that it, it came from Apollo's line, "Eye of the Tiger." Is that part true? No, no, no. See, and I also, you guys will dig this. So I took, and I tease him. I said, you know, I'm going to put this up on eBay one day. The original script, handwriting, and it changes the the, the ten minutes, the, the VHS. You know, I kid around with it, but no, that wasn't true. No, we, we had everything done in about the first 10 minutes. Wow. That's true. Wow. Gotcha. Musically. Okay. Because we both like the key of C, and C works really good for, it's hard to sing in, but it's, it's C. You know, everything, mm-hmm. if, you yeah. look at, if you know music, everything's middle C. Mm-hmm. And also that doom, doom sounds really good C, low C and mid C, you hit both at once. Yeah. And, um, he didn't, we just started playing and seeing, you know, we, I, we knew we wanted a pulse and the way over right. to, to write, I was thinking about, I grew up on the streets, man. Yeah. You got to understand. And, you know, I think at the time I may have still been, but while I was going to high school, I was working two jobs, including a graveyard shift because mm-hmm. I had to pay the rent. I lived on my own for my senior year, and then I got out. I graduated early, and I also had to pay, like, certain bills. And, you know, I was kind of driving home, and I was thinking, where, where are we going to go with this song? I can think about it. It's, it's a, you, you obviously say to yourself, well, you don't know shit, so this isn't some great opportunity to say, wow, this is amazing, and that's it. The beauty of youth is not being intimidated by that because it's a look what it did yeah i got like these that's my grammy oh beautiful that's amazing and and you know this they only give one per band and i have it isn't that something this is the people's choice copper inlaid beautiful that's absolutely beautiful they only give one per band and the guys gave it to me so i know i said i bowed to him i said you guys are just the best he said you keep it it was great are you at a point, do you, or I should say, do you ever get to a point? I know I do. I get to a point sometimes where I lose confidence in myself. And I need to come to my room where whatever it is I've accomplished, I need to sit and think, oh, you did that. And you know what? You don't. You didn't think you could do it then, but you ended up doing it. Maybe you could do this too. Do, when you look at awards or even a photo with an old friend that you experienced something with, does that trigger more positivity for you to say, no, I can do this? I think we all have, I don't know if they're crises of confidence. I think it's more being human. Yeah. Every once in a while, we kind of go, hmm, can I? However, inside of that 
can I? That's like a nut. You can open up a whole different dimension, a whole different world yeah. creatively. Right. But you know, we all question, you know, is this good enough? Can I、mm-hmm. do better? Have I done my best? Can I live up to this challenge? No offense. Yep. No, but this no is what we're talking about. Yes. And I think that、uh, part of your edge is that you always are striving to be at your best and do your best. I, I think, think it's and it's、yeah. hard to do, you know, to keep the cadence going. You were talking about Sly to keep that type of cadence going. Right. There aren't many other people you can name that do it. <laughs> so I think people、yeah. that re- that good are questioning like a lot of things, a lot of things. I mean, I don't really know because we're, I'm not in their heads, but I think、yeah. that that's a normal human trait that we we question, and I think that once we get past that. Confidence and say,、yeah. hmm, and then it just goes. You just gotta let go. The energy will take you there if you let it. I like that. I like that. And I also like you gotta、so、let it happen. You know, too、yeah. many, too many of us get really stubborn. And I did this, and I,、mm-hmm. I never hung my hat on. I got. If you saw around my office, you、yeah. die. This is Rocky City, but and there's a Rocky hat hanging there. It's a、nice. Frank Stallone、nice. guitar hat hanging there. Well, speaking、um, of Frank Stallone, that's my you, friend, man. He's my brother. Uh, Frank is Frank is something else. I've had, I've had many great conversations with.、Frank. Have you? I have, and he likes to talk. I sat. <laughs> here's a here's a fun Frank Stallone story that's hysterical. So during the the filming of Rocky Balboa, I I had I was on set at the Victor Cafe for oh I don't know four days maybe, and there's this red leather couch in the upstairs. There's kind of like a bar area with you know. Uh, uh, How、facing. red? It, 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 it's it, it's red, like red. it's like、um, it, Sammy like, Hagar red.、Like、yeah, red. yeah, yeah, very much <laughs> so.、Yeah. And Frank, so I we were I was talking with Frank, and he was telling me little tidbits about his musical career. He'd switch on to Rocky, and then back, and then he would just start snoring, snoring. He was sprawled on that. Now we're talking across the seat for me is Spider、yeah. Rico. Yeah. Pedro Lavelle, the first yeah. fighter, Rocky. Pedro, yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. He's he's ready to go down to the kitchen to start filming that where he's washing the dishes, and there's PAs running around. There's <laughs> assistant directors all over、They're、the place, over and, place. and now somebody comes up and they wake Frank up and they go, Frank, your、Time、brother says、up. he can hear you snoring. Yeah, Dude, you gotta yeah. stop. And、yeah. Frank was snoring loud. He goes,、yeah. Oh, okay, oh, okay, man.、Yeah. It, no it problem. Was, yeah, it's the best thing. It was the funniest <laughs> thing. But again, here I am, like I'm wide eyed, as you could imagine. First time on a Hollywood movie set, right? It's Rocky Balboa. Yeah, I'm looking around, and energy. I can sense that. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I know. Keep going. I like it. Sometimes my wife needs a live wire to wrap it around me to keep me from climbing the walls when I get home. <laughs> That's a good thing, though. It is if it's channeled. If well, it channel it. Yeah. Sometimes you can't, but you try. Well, you just try harder. So go <laughs> back. He was snoring because he snores、right. like five men snoring. He、like、does.、Off. I'm、yeah. telling you, the roof was lifting、it's、up、so、coming、loud. down. I know it's like something out of a Stooge movie, but yeah, yeah. I, but I just thought it was funny. I'm in awe, and here he is. Frank was so chilled and so relaxed,、he's、so chill all the time. I know, I know. He's he, he's a champ.、Uh, he's like, oh, oh okay,、uh, I'm up. All right. <laughs> oh, okay. He was so calm about he gets it. Up. You're like, is that yeah. it? Yeah, he was just he just shook it off, and he was like, "Oh, okay. What were we talking about?" Like,、oh, okay, so、yeah. so you haven't heard from Sly. So the 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 he gets the song, but、yeah. you haven't heard from him for a little bit.
And Fra you talk to Frank. And Frank says, oh, he's lo he loves it. I was up the house last night, and he was headbanging his head to it. He loved it. Now, you go to see him in Hollywood to put it in the movie. But Jimmy gets sick. He gets pneumonia, right? Yeah, Jim's stuck in the hospital for two weeks with pneumonia. And what are you, 25 at this point? 24. What's 24. going through your mind? You, you got to sell it or you got to help them edit it into the movie? How does that work? Well, by then, Sly was pretty much not pretty much convinced. He had, I think, went back and reshot a few. He did the most brilliant montage over that song. What? Oh. Yeah. So at 24, I don't think I was intimidated because, you know, when you're working around somebody like Sly, it's easy. You just got to be yourself. Yeah, mm. that's true. He put me to the test once and I said, oh, okay, fine. I'll sit in that fucking chair. That's fine. But um, yeah, he did. But the first day he was very cool and calm and he didn't have that aura about him. He was being super creative. He wanted to get the film done because don't forget he had had it done for a long time. He didn't. Yeah. He wanted that music. Mm. Okay. So I understood that much. Second off, I was kind of in a good way, glad I was there alone because less is more. Okay. And the last thing we needed was more ideas. That song was done. And yeah. as you know, the man likes to move on. And he yes. had already, this is where it's going. I put it in. It was just, I had to tweak a few things and then go back in the studio and do some musical edits and just give him the tracks and stuff. I have to tell you, he was one of the easiest. And I've worked with some hard fuckers. Really? He's, he was one of the easiest people. Not forget super. This is the yeah. biggest box office star in history. Yeah, yeah, he was one of the easiest people that I've ever worked with in my career. Mm -hmm. That says a Amazing. lot because it's a lot of people. Yeah, and a lot of them have this perception that they're nice, and that, well, they're really yeah. not. It's I always say, you know, there's two, two kinds of acting: the one they do on screen and the one they do off screen. And maybe I prefer the one on screen sometimes as opposed to off. <laughs> But um, Sly was really, really easy to work with. He was super cool, super patient. Whatever you got to do, do it. There was, you know, and when he's behind you, nobody, nobody taps on your shoulder. Yeah, they know yeah. better. Right. Because it's the boss, the man, you know. So when he's behind you, just do what you need to do. To, nobody's going, we need this. We need, yeah. you know, he, he, once he says, that's it, you're, you're on your own. So you do, I kind of, you. yeah, right. Oh, I loved it. I loved being left on my own. I loved it. And, I, and, I, and when I looked back on it, and I couldn't, I, I didn't really like Jim being that sick. You know, he, was, he had pneumonia pretty bad. Yeah. And um, I didn't like him missing the opportunity, but I did like that I ended up being there alone. I got Because you. too many chefs in the kitchen yeah. screw everything up. So you got a super creative guy that wants to get this film done. It's been yep. done except for this music and it's our music. And then just me. And he's like, I want this. I, he started coming up with like the part where he's training, speed it up, you know, where it's just music. I'd have <laughs> to speed it up like four. I did like maybe four or six bars. I'd move things to go along with the feet. Yeah, yeah. He, we, I loved it. And I would just go in and do it and give it to me. It's like, cool, next. So you did one thing that I think might have been a stroke of genius. And I read this from you. It was an interview you gave quite a long time ago. Maybe the better part of 25 years ago. I don't do interviews. It's, it's a crazy. You're back. That's 25 years. See, but go ahead. Now, here's what I wanted. No, you were on video. You were on video and you were talking about it. And you had, sa you had said that Sly said he wanted, he goes, how far can we push it? 
and you did something that knocked him out. You push the fade, the fader by one decibel. What does that mean? And what did that do for the song? Yeah, okay. So, and you, this whole record artists can be the most messed. This, you know, everybody will say, well, in, in the film, they say, well, it's the demo. Well, what is a demo? We didn't have enough time. We cut what we cut. And he said, I'm using this because he right. loved it. Right. Well, you know, it has a lot. The demo has a little bit more bass and okay. kick drum because I knew he wanted it. Mm -hmm. I, I, I like had a set kick. of balls on it. Well, right? yeah, I had a big balls. I mean, yeah, he, yeah. I, I was surprised he liked it that loud. Wow. But, yeah. Ooh. But when you get in an environment where you have these... um. The technical people, especially in the movie business, Jesus, they're uptight. They would be saying, oh, it's going to distort in the theaters. And, you know, I would hear, I'd overhear him. I didn't talk much. And I would listen. He'd say, turn it up louder. You know, then when we get in the theater, he finally got fed up one day. And he goes, hey, kid, sit down. And I'm like, the guy sitting in a chair has won like 20 Oscars. And I, think, I don't know who it was, Don. He's in there. Someone I love. And he's like, "Yeah, what's the difference? I said, well, it's volume. It's a matter of everything's volume, whether it's a bottle of water or said it's not. I come from a different world. They had these. So if you go on a soundstage, they have a huge, I mean, the size of like an outdoor theater, huge wall for the film. And then to the side are VU meters, the size of another wall. So VU meters are, you know what VU meters, right? The yeah. meters of, yeah, okay, so sure. there's two because they're only, in, it's in stereo, left and right. And they kept watching the meters. It, it was driving me crazy, even at 24. So I could never work with them. And it would get up near the red, and they would say, well, you know, and I'd hear about the distortion. And then, you know, slides like, yeah, they said, fine, I said, sit down there. So I just said, those meters, you know, these guys cover them up if you want to hear it right, because they're going to, I pegged them. I pegged them. So maybe I moved up. If it were, a dB is a lot, by the way. You sit at councils, you turn up my mic a dB, it's going to be a lot louder. Well, that kick and bass drum might have been more. When I kicked it up, it, it <laughs> I like to peg. I like. Oop, I like to peg the the red sometimes. Uh, you know, there's guys that like to stick in it. I like to bang off it. If I hear a doom, doom, if I can hear it go hit the red once in a while, you right. can really hear that low ends. That's what tape compression. That's why I still okay. record a two-inch tape. That's the beauty of it. You don't get that out of digital. Huh. Once I cranked it up, you know, I'm sitting, I'm a young kid. I'm sitting around all these, you know, I've looked these guys up. This guy's won Oscars for this and this yeah, guy's yeah. that. And I said, well, fuck it. I'm just going to do it because it, it's been two days. And Sly's like, what's wrong with this? Because then yeah. he goes, he must yeah. have gone home and listened again and said, no. Wow. So I sat down and did what I said. Fuck it. Nobody's in this room. This is yeah, what yeah. I would do. Right. Yeah. And he said, print it. And they didn't like it, but too bad, you know. If you yeah, but like the, the world the says the world loved it. it. Yourself. Oh, but <laughs> yeah. So you and the, Sly knew better the than technical the technical people. They, and they may have had a valid point. Maybe in the theaters it would have distorted. I don't really know, but I know that he it, at that safe zone when you're you're never going to get that, especially bass and kick. If you're playing it safe, you're never going to get that. It won't come out. And that was a beautiful thing because I had the, I had the compression from the song we cut. I had a master reel there, and yeah, yeah. I got to add more. See what I'm really? saying? So yeah, 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 I had to mix, 
Because I did the mix. I had I mixed stuff on my own. I just always loved to mix. Yeah. I had the mix, so I got to kind of just re. I didn't get to remix it, but I got to give it a little bit more compression. And I heard it. And I said, "That's where I leave it." And I said, "Print it." And I know the guys have got real quiet because they're not about to challenge him anymore. He's kind of fed up at this point. And and it, it, right. it, it kicked ass. It did. It worked. It worked. It did. I have to no, I was sitting there and I go, that's what I would do with the fucker. It, so even at that young age, I was working with other artists by the time I was 27. Right, right. So I kind of knew what I was doing. Well, with that song, I knew what I was doing, and I knew what 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 the what the champ wanted. I called him the champ, yeah. the boss. I knew what the man wanted. I I Ooh. knew you gotta feel it. If yeah, you don't yeah. feel that, and you yeah. can, you gotta, I mean, literally not all oh, in your gut. You yeah. Gotta, it's not gonna work. Yeah, no, no, no. Well, agreed. Things started, you know, the tabletop would be stuff started. Right. There was, <laughs> right. I remember there was a couple of uh, bottles of water, glasses of water. So I'm kind of, I said, no, I'm there. And then I did, hmm, just a tad more for me. And he said, print it. Who put, whose decision is it to put the tiger in the roar? The roar? Oh, that, that was Sly. Okay. okay. Yeah. yeah, he I, did that. I always wondered, like, a little minutia thing like Otherwise, that. I would make fun of it, but you can't. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was right. his idea, and not that it's a bad idea. No, but no, it's I, great. It's well, great. I, w- I wouldn't have done it, but I'm not going to argue with it. Before, I, think, I think because it's a movie. I think if it was just a song, you yes. don't use it. But because it's a movie, the tiger, and then you're going to hear the tiger in your head when Rocky's killing Clubber Lang in the ring and he's coming back and all these things. And it's just I agree. That's, that's that's where you see the youth in me didn't really know. But then when I watched it through twice at the end yeah. and that he wanted more yeah, balls. I, there was that thing I is ballsy. That. It's loud. I said, ooh. Well, that's then my I whole point up on it when i watched the film back i said now i get it because you emotionally get pulled into this whole thing going on between clubber lang and you know yeah yeah mr t played it was great rotten badass oh guy yeah there. i just yeah. wanted to kill him so that roar made you oops it's kind of oh he's gonna get him you know i like Frankie, that this is the thing that i i i just find so amazing there are very few individuals that or or movies or songs that you can point to that says that raises the bar maybe mm-hmm. maybe in special effects star wars did that mm-hmm. jaws okay. with less is yeah more. i love that yeah i like both those yeah uh, okay the beatles elvis the, the beatles. stones elvis okay, okay so you're stones, my favorite band of course they're my brother's favorite band my brother jason is a huge stones fan loves them quotes them all the time singing the lyrics it's amazing love them but i put survivor there because of eye of the tiger and what that song did that took inspiration which was here for decades and it now put it up here so other artists that they want to inspire people like it inspired me and maybe a billion other people on the planet, they're going to have to take a page out of survivors book and say, Hmm, what, how did they get here? What was mm-hmm. their inspiration? Was it youth? Was it arrogance? And I don't mean arrogance in a bad way, no, but no, that, I understand. that you, you could do so? it. You yeah. Right. Did that? Do you th- I always wonder people would say things. I know. I oh really my do. God. Do I think so. Cause space, that's something I would I never, the, I, am I can't community. take that on in my head because let That's me take part that of what on. That's magic, okay? Yes. I don't, I don't fuck with the magic. If I that's agree what it's with good you. To people, fine, but I can't say 
oh, look what I did to people. I'm not a blowhard, which is I, why I don't I, do a lot of interviews. I guarantee if you ever had a, an opportunity to do uh, a Q&A or something like that, you would get the vibe from fans out there. And it, was, it just changed their lives. Now, you, I, I've heard you mention from time to time, people will tell you what I, the tiger, has oh, meant to all you. the time. And that yeah. at, I all mean, the time saves lives, gets them through cancer, got them yeah. through a divorce, got them through uh, yeah. uh, uh, the loss of a pet, yeah. loss of a job. My God, I yeah. had a tiger. Are you kidding me? It punches me in my mouth every time <laughs> I feel insecure. Yeah. I crank. It's either Bill oh, Conti's going the distance or I have a tiger. Right. So put nice that in your cap, pal. That's awful. <laughs> well, thank you. That's nice to say. I, I, I used to be pen pals with like Mary Lou Renner and I used to get fan mail from oh, boxers and right. I said I hey it was a good ticket to go see a Sugar Ray Leonard fight and sit at the ringside you know, I'll take that any day of the week sure. and now I still get them I'm getting them again there's a new guy to Freddie Roach trains he's 27 and oh, he yeah. sends me a direct message dude Freddie said anytime you want come down I'm coming down you know okay? any fight that's you want great. pick one all of them you know that's the that, that's what I always say Tiger is the best calling card yeah yeah but i i can never that that magical thing what it does for people i love that but i can't take it on like egotistically and say oh look what i've done because yeah. it had i'm telling you my business it's we're filled up with a bunch of asses that do that yeah i yeah, can't I, take that on yeah. because i don't wear it well i don't i don't like to blow hard right. oh i'm a genius no you're not tom petty's a genius that for that puts a period on it. Like if I get into a little, because yeah. friends and I, my few friends and I, we go back and forth and we get the geniuses. I say, Freddie Mercury, period. They stop. Songwriting, mm -hmm. I'll say, okay, well, we know Lennon McCart. Tom Petty, they stop. So I can't, mm -hmm. I don't yep. like to um, step inside. And I know Tom didn't either. Tom Petty didn't oh, like really? that either. Oh, yeah. I know he didn't like that either. I think that maybe it might distract from something I may do or the way I think, but I'm sure glad it did what it did and still so, does. I have to tell you, you know, so I'm a huge Jeremy Renner fan. Oh, I love him. No, no, I love him for he's years. Great. And he's yeah. a, he's a musician. He's a man. His did, studio, I didn't know that his studio. He's a musical guy. So just the other day, he's got like 50 million follow on Instagram. Yeah, I go, yeah. I'm going to Jeremy Renner's. I said, dude, you don't know me, but it's not just a song. Because I know he likes 80s stuff. So he's probably familiar with someone who said, I know you don't really know me. No, I don't need you. I don't want you to follow me and all that kind of bullshit. It's not just a song. Play Tiger. I haven't heard back, but I just wanted to, I think, I don't know why I put two and two together. I said, play it. Because I know there's been instances that people have told me fighting cancer or boxes, mm -hmm. training yep. for big, big boxes. Athletics. Big guys. Yeah. Mm -hmm. champs training for fights yeah. told me. I train I do. so I just said I think I'm gonna because I love him so much I've never met him but I love his work and oh. he's such a humble he's a terrific human being I said I'm just it's not just a song after all give it a listen that's all give it a I listen. don't know if he has that was yesterday but I wish he would because he might be able to draw from that I don't really know yeah. now here's the I could I, first of all I could vomit gratuitously all <laughs> over you on eye of the tiger and how it's inspired me and, and motivated me but i think you get the point stacy too <laughs> before but, seriously but stacy before i i i, I want to there's a, a couple of other songs that i i really just want to 
uh, how talk about, about how about you lose your passion for glory? Uh, I think I about that. Wait a minute. I thought go ahead, about go ahead. that throughout my career. Don't lose your passion for glory. I'm telling you, that's this whole fame shit. People's heads in this business go through the sky immediately, and that's called losing your passion for glory right there, man. You start losing a little bit of that edge. Yep. And you're not going to make Rambo 3, you know, right. Rambo yeah. 2. You, yeah. you know, you start losing that edge, you're you're done. Exactly. You stop doing your own. Yeah, no, 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 you're right, though. And, and I think a lot of us can relate to that. Even mm -hmm. outside of music and outside, even in, in the, quote, traditional jobs in an as an office worker as a police officer as a doctor a nurse a sanitation engineer you if you you maybe i know being a sanitation engineer is not the most glorious job in the world but maybe you want to work your way up so you can make it better for the men and women that are doing Absolutely. it out there right mm -hmm. and Absolutely. so you keep pushing yourself and that's what that is don't don't rest on your laurels don't sit back with your back against the wall keep up that passion keep moving forward as rocky says because i think that is having a purpose being human and to have a purpose is so it's one of the things that keeps me going tr tremendously uh, Stacy, I Stacy, I like where it says, "Don't lose your dreams," and yeah, and then you must fight just to keep them alive. That's not about Rocky. That's not about this. It's just right. That's that's life. That's yeah. me. That's mm -hmm. that's it. That's how mm -hmm. when I was we were writing the lyrics, I that was a line. I said, "Hey, man," because people do it. Had the, then, you know, had the had the guts, got the glory, went the distance. No, I'm not going to stop. The, yeah, not going to stop. It's a man and his will to survive. Yeah. It's the That's all we are at the end of the day. We're just one man and we have our will and hopefully it's a will to survive. Because the other kind of will isn't going to do us any good. That's right. Now, Stacy, what are you thinking so far? You got it. You got progressive glasses. They have to come up with some. I know. They have to come up. Do you wear progressive, Stacy? Like the bottom? I can see. I don't. Not yet. Okay. Here you're blurry. I'm like. But are these, it's, it's these aren't reflecting, are they? They're not, are they reflecting? No, they're, you got the anti-glare on there. Yeah, I do. Yes, I, I, I used to sell glasses. Well, you know, I have yeah. the distance, middle, and here. Yeah. This used to be where I could see, and I got to yeah. go like that. So, but I could it, see. It sucks different. when presbyopia sets in. Because yeah. I'm, I'm 54, and I know I got it. And Stacy, how was how was your vision? You're, you're a little. <laughs> As well, Stacy's young. She just needs glass. Oh, and I, I like those glasses. Now that I think about it, Stacy, those look hot. Those are nice glasses. I know actually. those are pretty good. Thank you. Yeah, they Thank look you. good. She's only twenty-four. I like a girl with glasses. So I do. No glasses work, Stacy. Yeah. Your thoughts yeah. so far on no, everything I, Frankie's saying? I love this, Frankie. I can't thank you enough for joining us. You said you don't do interviews. So we're, we're very, I feel very blessed that you're here. And I think what I love as I'm listening, your philosophy and, and, and just the detail of how you felt as a human in the middle of such a big thing. And you, and you didn't, you were uncompromising to your gut and you were like, I don't care, you know, you just, you like, this is how I would do it. And I, that, that's what successful people are. You know what I mean? They don't get talked out of what feels right to them. And I just, I and that's I easy to that get process. talked out of. If they get you thinking about it, you're talked out of it. Right. 
Right. And I, and I love that you stuck to Thank it and you. you're like, Hey, this is how I'd record it. This is how I do it. And look what it is. And it has two lives. It's the whole Rocky life. You know what I'm saying? Everything yes. it means to Rocky. It's like, it's in the American fabric. You know what I mean? It's, yes. it's like, it's like an anthem for every sporting event. Isn't it unbelievable? It, it, Think it's about still, it. It's still Think as alive it. as it ever was. Yes. 2023. It's, a, it's, a, it's as amazing as ever to me. Yeah. But thank you, Stacy, and you're right. You have to, I'm true to my soul. You got to yeah. be true to two things. One of them is yourself, and the second is your soul. Yeah. Everything else follows. Yeah. If you're not true to yourself, which is it? Everybody must be true. Like it's a easy. That's not an easy thing. No. Because mm -hmm. you're going to get challenged. There's always somebody going to make you question yourself. Sometimes you may not feel good about it, but man, I fight it. Just go no fuck. Right. This is what I think. Right. Yeah, I, love I, that. I would agree. Now, it's not enough that you get one of the greatest songs in one of the greatest movies. <laughs> That's amazing. Right? That's okay. Sometimes I look at this thing and I go, is it? I get these awards in the mail. I'm like, is this unbelievable or what? To this day, I'll say, what is this? It's that powerful of a song. Okay. Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, it, it really is. But then you get in tapped. the right place, too. But then you get tapped. For burning heart for Rocky yeah. Four. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tapped. Excuse me, this is <laughs> mentally irregular, as Rocky yeah, would say. Yeah, yeah. Burning you know, heart. It's the heat of the the the, the mm -hmm. peak of the Cold War. It's unbelievable. America versus Russia. Superpower. I mean, all song. the great, and yeah. burning heart. My God, what? Just take Fly, us briefly through that. Yeah. Well, burning heart. You know, there's always a story behind the story, and it's the only real story. That's more fun. Okay. This mm -hmm. is my philosophy. All these people, oh, this happened. And they're all full of shit. There's always one story behind the story. Yeah. We were on a great record label, the Scotty Brothers. It was Tony, it was Ben Scotty, and they were also the best independent promoters in the business. Every day they promoted Olivia Newton, John Day. They, they were famous for record promoters. They started a label, so we were on their label. Well, I, when I was 21, I would walk around their offices going, why do they have all these posters and pictures of Sylvester Stallone and their sign and paying the one big ones and he signed it. Well, Tony and Ben, Benny and Sly are like, we're like, and they're great friends. Yeah. So the story behind the story is Tony Scotty, you know, this Rocky, nobody knows this. This is why I have to start yeah. doing interviews because I think I said, I did an interview for, was it Canada like a week ago? And they're like, what? Said, That's the truth. They, this is what happened. Tony and Sly are that good of friends. So they went out to dinner, probably went to Carmine or you know, where I go, yeah. where you go. Yeah. And um, I think Tony actually said, when are you going to put that movie on? And I think that Sly Stone actually said, I don't like the music. And I think Tony said, they're smart. Tony's smart and... They're both really smart. And Tony's yeah. like, this is an opportunity, but he's still my friend. If it ain't any good, then it's going to get thrown in the shitter. Well, maybe we can help each other out. I have that band, and they're really good. He said, I think I can do something. Well, maybe this would be a really good break for him. And Sly goes, yeah, okay, well, you know. Yeah, okay, fine. While they're eating spaghetti. That's how it really, that's the inception. And here, that's the beauty of it all. It's that human there's a friendship yeah. involved, Italians. You know, my mother's born in Palermo, and I know what that commitment's oh, like. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, and they're there, and 
two business guys, but also two really good friends. Well, man, I don't like the music. Well, you know, I got that band, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Have them send me something. Okay. That's how it started. Boom. That's how this whole. Right. Sylvester Stallone survivor thing started was Tony Scotty. That's, and, and nobody, I think a year ago I did an interview. It was his 40th anniversary. And I actually heard from him from France. He goes, well, it's about time, you know, because we were around some Frank songs to tell you, we were around some real characters because he was on the <laughs> label too. About time somebody started giving us some credit. And I, I kind of hung up the phone and I thought about it. I said, yeah, it's kind of shitty. That's how, nope. They never really got any. I think I do it. I would do it in interviews, but they never got any credit for it. Tony put it together. Wow. Now it was as easy. They were friends, but still, you're out eating spaghetti together. Yeah. Maybe so. I was in the mood. I don't like the music. It could be like that. I don't want sure. to put it like this. And Tony's like a smart guy, but also from you know, hey, I, I got that band. You kind of know him. And, yeah. Okay. Have him send something. That's it. Wow. That's the simplicity That's of neat. life. That's the beauty of the moment that people yeah. try to embellish, sensationalize. They make it into these soap operas. It, it takes away from what really is. Life yeah. is very simple. If you break it down to the most basic elements, and to me, it's always about a relationship. Most times, friendships. Those two guys, I was walking around there 21 years old. Why do they have all these pictures? And I like, you know, everybody likes Lies to I'm like, yeah. Well, because he's really good for someone. I think it was Ben. What do you mean? Him and my brother best friends one time. So I figured it out. But the beautiful thing about that story is that that's how it happened. So, so, what, eat. so there's no big this. And but Sly calls you for four. Bullshit. He well, calls he, you for Rocky Four, right? Or did yeah. he call like your manager? And he says, you gave me no, a tiger. I need yeah, another Tony, one. By then we had a manager. So Tony and our manager and Tony had a really good relationship, which was kind of rare because Tony was really good with managers. He didn't really like them, but he liked ours because our managers, he still does all my business. He was really good. So Tony just called John and said, look, it's Sly Watson. They're getting involved. Do something for Rocky for us. So that was a, a given. And Burning Heart, where, where's the name come from in, in your mind when you guys are all co-creating? Yeah. What, what was Well, the, the, the original title was um, The Unmistakable Fire. Okay. Oh, neat. Oh, that's interesting. Rising like the burning heart, just about to it. Mm -hmm. Rising like it. It used to be The Unquenchable. Th it used to be. Yeah. It used to be. Um, oh, I just Unquenchable Fire. That was the title. That was oh. the title of the song. And Sly says, no, title's out. He did not like the title. Okay, that's his input one. Okay, so we're going to change it. So we just said, well, we'll call it In the Burning Heart, because that's how the chorus started, even was, even when the title was the old title. I got gotcha. you. And then when we recorded it, we were done. And I get up to his office, and he goes, you know that chorus? It needs something. Yeah, we go, In the Burning Heart, just about to burst in like a whip. Yeah, whip. Okay, so I had Peter Wolf Zappa's keyboard player come down. He had like a big sing clavier back then, digital keyboard. Just put a whip in there. So I go, and it bring up, like that's a whip with a bunch of echo on it. Yeah. Took it back. He goes, perfect. You know, worked out good. Yeah, it was easy. It was easy. It was all really easy. Stacy, what do you think about Burning Heart? Isn't that one of the most amazing songs? I mean, it Oh, another one that really? fires you up, like, pardon the pun, but <laughs> it I does, you after, know. After Tiger, I think it might have taken a few months, maybe, 
that it didn't deserve because they said, that's ah, another tiger or follow-up to, but it really wasn't. It was about the movie. Mm-hmm. And by then I was a little bit older. I knew like, okay, so this more like the film. You could write about your life, but you also have to write about the film. Sure, mm-hmm. sure. I the Tiger was both, but that's, you could write that song. Either one of you guys. That's, that's life. That's yeah. life. Life experience. Uh, if you want to yeah. make it in radio, you want to be a guitar yeah. player, you want that's life, man. You got to go out and pay your so, dues. You know, you so you're telling that. you're telling me, me and Stacy can write a song basically in the three days that you guys did I had a tiger, <laughs> and then we could be multimillionaires <laughs> and, and icons. Whoa. Frankie, it's I'm telling me in the you, face. I'm telling you this. It happens. <laughs> no, I'm that, teasing. I'm just this, teasing. no, it's fun, but it's fun. You're, I I will tell you this. It happens. Happily, it can happen that fast. Yeah. And it can be yeah. that simple. It could be two guys out to dinner eating Italian food. That's yeah. Something. Who are great friends, and it leads to the song. And then the two guys get left out for like till the 40th anniversary. Then I get a phone call. I haven't heard from him in 40 years. He goes, It's about time. I'm like, you know, I've always been kind of pissed off about that. Hey, tell those guys to quit telling fairy tales. And, you know, so I, I give the Scotties all the credit in the world because without them, there would not be a tiger or a burning heart. Well, we're going to start doing more of that on the Rocky Files. That's for sure. So now you, you get eye to tiger and burning heart. Mm-hmm. It, it, most musicians and bands would like give a kidney to get that in their mm-hmm. careers. Okay. And then you go. Including me. (laughs) And then then you get a third Stallone movie, Lock Up. Yeah. Tell us about that beautiful ballad you put in there ever since since the world began. Ever since. So go back to the Rocky Three. Remember I said we wrote another song? Yes, That was the song. Beautiful. That was the second song for for the Rocky Three film. And that was the song that. I felt was a better song and don't crucify me for telling you the truth. I just said, okay, this first one's great, but this second song is just special. Why? I just, it just means a lot to me. I just really like it. And it's kind of universal. And, you know, I love the lyric and stuff. And that was the song. And then Sly said, well, can I put a hold on it? And, you know, we were like, Tony, you deal with it. <laughs> That's yeah. where you talk. I mean, what are we going to say? No. So I said, Tony, you deal with it. So I think we recorded it and put it on a B-side, but then he used it in lockup. And then he used it thematically. He used the melody, which I loved. I loved it. I I loved it. What a great, great tune, great movie. Just I loved it. I thought I didn't when I first heard about it, I said, gee. And then when I first (laughs) saw it, I said, that's a Okay, so he was right. What Tiger should have went in Rocky Three? This should be in lockup. So he, the man was right. That's okay. He, he knew what he wanted. Yeah, he but knew what he wanted. He you could say. You could almost say. Movie. You could almost say that Sly was high on you. Yeah, <laughs> I just like that song. I like the lyrics. Even though the season change, change the reason still remains the same it's love that keeps us holding on till we can see the sun again i i just love the lyric. and i'm not an ego guy i love the ego the, yeah. the lyric to um ever since the world began we've been waiting for this moment in time that's universal that could be like between me and stacy you know <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that could be, yeah you get in trouble for saying that nowadays but, yeah. so get me in trouble. but that could be between a, a man and a woman that yeah, could be sure. between Anything. I Anything. thought it was universal. Anything. So I really, I love that song. 
And when he used it, I said, good, it'll get some play now because I loved it. You but know, that was I, the second song for Rocky Three. I said, he's going to like this one better. And he said, no, I want Tiger, but could I put a hold on it? And I'm like, how do you put a hold on a song? Well, that's where Tony and yeah, came in here. Yeah. I'll take care of it. So you remember how back back in the 80s we'd make mixtapes? I bet Stacy got about 100 mixtapes from guys, right? <laughs> Those <laughs> love song mixtapes, right? Yeah, I bet. Like the search is over and all that yep. kind of stuff. Yeah. I'm high good. on you, yeah. right? So... I used to have a a mixtape ready to go for the one girl that I would say, okay, let's go on a date. Like, I hardly knew her. And it would be, boom. And I, <laughs> I still had the tape in the drawer. What is never, it? never gave the tape to anybody because uh, yeah. it, I yeah, was but too But you made odd. it. All that matters is made you it. made it. That's, and two that's Survivor songs for. are on there. because Which again, ones? I'm so, so that they're, uh, High on You and uh -huh. um, uh, I Can't Hold Back. I can't hold oh, back. Hold love. Yeah. Jesus. Love. What an ass-kicking yeah. love song. I yeah. love this. Are yeah. you kidding? My I'm God. I'm not a big fan of myself, but you're naming my favorites. That, that's one of my... Just the way Jimmy sings. Oh, God. He's so, okay, so you, you, know, you know the story. We, we, you know, we audition singers. And, you know, it's yeah. you got to move on. Dave had his thing. And, you know, the yeah, guy's yeah. great saying, Tiger, what, what are you going to say? That's enough. Mm. Yeah. You know, and, but he's done but, more. But then so, you reconnect with Dave, which is beautiful. Just yeah, yeah. Back. Yeah. Anyways. You always reconnect when you can. Mm -hmm. There are people in life you can't reconnect with no, them. Remember that. that. Because yeah. if you try hard enough, you're going to get sick. So you got to yeah. let things go. Yeah. yeah. Jimmy. So we auditioned him. And, you know, when Dave was having those troubles, I was probably his biggest advocate. I would say to the guys, fuck off. Leave yeah. alone. Mm -hmm. Then it got to a point to where, you know, by then we had a manager. And he said, look, at, this is an opportunity for you. And um, I guess I was the leader, which I don't, you know. I don't want to, I never wanted to be, it was by, because when we got the manager we got, he said, I sat in his office for three days. Are you going to sit there forever? I said, until you manage us. He said, I'll manage you, but I'm not talking to five guys. I'll talk to one. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. artists are kind of, we have a bad reputation because we earned it. Mm -hmm. Artists can be asses. You know, these managers, I go to my manager, lives in Pebble Beach, my old manager now. He yeah. still has all my stuff. He built the house. He has a tournament, 45 guys. It's all Doc McGee, all these old, huge, Irving, all these managers come, and I'm the only artist that come, and I always say, you guys were right. They'll say things like, it would be a great business without the artists. The artists mm -hmm. can be a pain in the ass, too. Mm -hmm. So I sat in John's office. He didn't want to take any of the acts on. I think he had REO at the time, and they were huge. That was big enough for him, and I just sat there. You're going to sit there forever, I said, until you manage us. Because with the day Tiger went number one, we were out on the road with our, I said, John, 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 chase the world. It's number one, it's number one. I think he's going to manage us. He goes, America, what a great country we live in. And he walked away, and I'm thinking, shit, there's humility, though, right? You yep, think you're going to yep. get the guy. Yep. It's like, it's, it's like scoring a chick. Yeah. <laughs> you think you're going to score, and then it's like, he goes, this is in a wonderful country we live in. And walks away. I remember standing going, it's number one. And we're selling a million of records a week. John, he goes, I love it. And Walt would walk away. So I said, well, flew to L.A. I sat in his office. And you're going to sit there forever? I said, till you manage us. Because we needed a manager. Mm. He is a great guy. Still, he was an amazing manager. I think he just stopped doing Journey a couple of years ago. Okay. Um, and Tony liked him. And Don uh, was a likable guy. He was a very affable, 
to everybody. Yeah. He may not have always liked what he said, but he did good business. So he was around. He said, this is a good. He came to me. <clears throat> excuse me. He they, said. He knew Jimmy a, was an opportunity. He said, this is good. Well, he didn't know who we we're going to get yet. But he said, uh, listen, you can't be a stubborn ass like the rest of these damn artists. What do you mean? He said, first off, Tiger, because you're going to play every country in the world you can. Because I think at the time, Mario had that big high end fidelity record. They only did 90 dates. John's like, you're going everywhere in the world that that's a hit record. 29 countries, it was number one. So we went. Wow. He was smart. John was smart. Yeah, yeah. And he said, this is an opportunity for you. Why? And he goes, you can find someone. You can get someone. Maybe he'll be, I'll tell you what he said. He said, you could use a, a front man. Maybe a, a, a great looking guy that MTV loves. You know? Yep. Mm -hmm. So we auditioned Jimmy first. First, the first guy that comes in the door, and I'm like, okay, so how does it, it doesn't get any better. It's a, okay, so then a week later, we're still auditioning, guys. I'm like, okay. I called John. He said, I told you about politics, man. Mm. You, you, What do I do? But you're, you, you dug it. You lay in that grave. I don't know what to tell you. So I went to rehearsal. I said, is that first guy, is he still available? And I remember everybody kind of looking around weird. I said, because I don't want to keep doing this like this. I think I would just quit then. I was mad. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. said, get him back. I'm done. You guys are trying out your friends and you're looking for favorites. Fuck it. If he's not, I was mad. So if he's not available, I quit. My brother was our uh, tour manager and lighting director. And then our other tour manager, Rick, they kept, they knew me. They kept Jameson in town the whole time we were auditioning other people. Wow. I never knew at a hotel they were going out with them, hanging with them. They, yep. they, were, they were, I didn't even know. They said, Yeah, we kept him here. And I was like, Get him. He came down the next day and it was, I said, I called up John. I said, John, I said, I know. I know. You know, he said, You're welcome. And then hung up the phone. Man, <laughs> like he was a, a man. Yeah, he was a man of three words. He said, That's okay. That's okay. He goes, Did you learn anything? I said, Yeah, you didn't ask me. He said, Okay, well, you're welcome. And he hung up the phone. I was about to say thanks. And it was Jimmy. He was magic. Absolutely. It's like when. But see the saying, artist. Let's try out more. Yeah. You're not going to find anyone better. That's like saying, okay, Tiger likes fly going. No, no. Oh, Tiger's great. See if there's anything else out there. You know, yeah. you know, I was like, no. So, yeah, we get Jimmy in the band. And he was a. He was an unbelievable. Not just a great. He's an unbelievable singer yeah he yeah. was a mild mannered one of the best looking men stacy and the camera i never saw a photo of him that he didn't look ridiculously good in. Mm -hmm. yeah and then like you know the, he was like a chick magnet and i never minded the show the chick that started showing up at the shows i'm like Hey, that'll work. That'll work. Uh, and Jimmy would pass. He'd say, well, uh, okay, this works. And then more would show up. I'd say, hey, that's about, that'll work. Yeah. You know, and John because, would say, see? You know, because if it's, if it's one thing I know about musicians, and I think I'm accurate. You tell me if I'm wrong, Frankie. But there's one thing I know for a fact. After 
it, hardcore musicians are out there doing their thing and they're getting the adulation, the love, and the music's vibing with everybody. The one thing these male musicians want more than anything is a good woman to sit and talk with. You want to talk <laughs> out your problems? You want to yeah, but see, you, you're kind of, yeah, but you know, see, you could be mocking me because I was one of those guys. Were you? No, you were. Yeah, was. yes, I was. Wow. Yeah, and, and, I'm and, impressed. and a lot of, most of my friends are women. Nice. Probably ninety percent of them, and most of them are from the days. And you can have very honest conversations. And I had very relationships honest. with them. Yes, yeah. yes, that's amazing. Yes, they are great friends, and you know I'll get together sometimes. And maybe the only men that they'll tell me men are so stupid. And one day I said, you know what, you guys are right. Men are they're, stupid. They're right. <laughs> All they want to do is stick to you. I know, I know, that's enough. You know, they'll say that. But I, I, I think I, we're I was thinking one of those the same guys, thing here. I was one of those guys that liked company relationships. Yeah, yeah. Conversations, you know, I liked, I liked to feel things. I can't, the one night thing, you know, doesn't, that's that song, um, is this love, you know? One of my other favorite songs was mm. those lyrics sometimes. And then you think of me, you know, some, you know what I'm talking about. Listen to it, because it was, came on 10 minutes. You what? question it, is this love? No. Yeah. Do you ever what? hear that song? Listen oh my to God. lyrics. Oh, yeah. Listen, listen to yeah. the lyrics. All of your songs, all of them. All of them. Okay, so Jimmy comes in, it's can yeah. MTV. I'll go backwards and, and can't hold back. Last, by the way, we're. This is another. I don't know where these guys come up with these fucking ideas and stories. Yeah. We had finished recording the Vital Signs record. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, there's two stories of that. Ron Nemison, who produced our first record, but quit because the older guys bothered him so much. And it always disturbed me because Ron did like the Who. He did Bad Company. He did Led Zeppelin. He did. Mm -hmm. uh, you could his his he mixed Derek and the Dominoes. His resume, he built the Rolling Stones mobile studio. Me oh. could make you die. And I'm like, okay, why did they fire him? So when it came to vital signs, I had a little bit more, I had more balls to say, fuck you guys. Yeah. I said to Derek, we need a producer. I don't want to produce the band anymore. Why well, I said, I said another thing in an interview, Mont Lang goes, that's the best thing I ever read. I said, Never produce your own band. Never. Really? Oh, God. You, I don't care. You could do a great job. Six months later down the road, somebody's pissed off at you because you're getting in. You just okay. don't do it. So I wanted a producer, and John agreed, and I said, it's Ron. And John Barrett said, that's a good idea. I said, get Ron back. And we got Ron. It was the first time he really worked in about four years. Wow. And we got him for way less than he used, usually gets. And he cut, he decided, he agreed to make that record. We cut that whole record. We were done, uh, Studio D at the record plant in Los Angeles. We were done packing the drums up. We're going to go up to do all the overdubs and saucily. All this, I was, start playing guitar and I'm going, dude, let's start playing that. Why is that tune at the wrong key? They always tune to the wrong key. Always. Bruce, no, Bruce Springsteen. I heard it in my interview, so I had to try the tuning, and I love it, by the way. So I picked up a guitar, and I was going, and Jim's always saying, with tape recorders. What is it? I said, I don't know. Let's keep going. And then Ron will hear it and say, shh, shut up. You know, I had a way of getting everybody to shut up without shutting them up. They would just be quiet. And What else? I said, 
gee, what if we go to like to see Sharp Minor, but we keep it open? Listen, yeah. And then he gets on the piano. I said, come on, we'll finish. So we got the music done. And then Ron said, tomorrow morning, you guys have to come in and finish writing a song. We're going to cut it tomorrow and get the hell out of here because we're starting to get over budget. Right. We came in the next morning at, by the way, I had one of my friends with me, Stacy. We came sitting there as we wrote the lyric to the song. It didn't didn't hurt. We came in the next morning at 11 and wrote the lyric and finished Cano back, cut it, and by about 2.30 or 3, we were done. Think about this. Think about Vital Signs without can't hold back on it. Cut one, side one, the first release. It's a whole different ballgame. Yeah. But that's the magic that happens. You can't yeah. take, oh, I'm a genius. You can't take credit for that right. stuff. That's like right. the current. It's magic. I don't know how or why, but it was cut one, side one, and the video went nuts once the chicks at MTV saw James. I, re- I went to Epic Records. When it was finished, mm-hmm. we had just cut the video and I was, yeah. every desk I went by where there was a chick, a girl, excuse me, I'm old, I see. They all go, hey, Frank, you want to, oh God, we love your new singer. Okay, and I'm going back to see Larry Stessel. He was like head of something, VP. Next desk, hey, what, oh, I love your new singer. I got to meet him. But I get back to his office, I go, I just got stopped like 20 times. I said, let me use your phone. I call Larry, it's John. I think we're going to have a hit record. I remember saying that in a funny way. He goes, we said, these girls are going nuts. He said, I know. He was telling me I didn't really get it until I walked through the office. So let's take that song off and the video off the record. Vital Signs, a whole different record. That's amazing. And who could have planned it? We were done. We said, we're done. Pack the drums, we're leaving. It was not even written yet. Start with that acoustic guitar thing. Yeah. Jim's always recording. He's probably recording. He got under the bench. I'm going, he goes, yeah, we could. We did it fast. But then I thought about it one day. I said it was cut one side one, and it got played crazy on the radio. I think the video was like number one. for a month. It was yeah. insane, but it almost wasn't even written. Insane. So how do you like, this is what, this is my pet peeve. How does, how do you even take credit for that? That's, that's something that's magic. Yeah. You're talented. Well, I, Wait, you're talented. Yeah. You're a good writer. You're really good at what you do. But I bet you even slide, I'll tell you, every once in a while, there's a moment. Mm-hmm. A mo- when you have that moment, you got to grab it and you got to run with it. And you have to make sure you got a guy like Ron around to tell everybody else to get the fuck out of the room so you and Jim could finish it. But finish it was it. a moment. Mm-hmm. It's How many guys? Oh, yeah, we're geniuses. No, we're not geniuses. We wrote great songs, but it was in that moment we were done off. And then I look back, I go, What would we be without Can't Hold Back? <laughs> I heard it the other day. It's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But but here's the thing I, I, I will agree with you. I, yeah. I will agree. Everything okay. you said, okay. I, I will never disagree. But, there's a but. But I see a but coming. But, but that's a the, blow off from a. Yeah, go but he, here's here's the big difference though. You have lots of magic moments, and magic moments don't happen for most people. You guys got a bunch of them, but yeah. that tells me your I, foundation was beautiful. That's the, a nice okay. That's nice. I'll I agree with that. I totally agree with that, so and I respect it, end, and I have, embrace it. You, I love hearing. I loved that. it. I respect it, and I embrace it to this day. 
It's because special. You, you had something so many other bands of that era didn't have. Today's era, they don't have. It's such a transformative songs. So many of your songs are like that. Trust me. I, I remember watching you guys on MTV. <laughs> when you would see yourself on MTV, that's got to mess with your mind, man. That's well, a, it's huge. You, you, if you're, yeah, it can, but I think it... I don't, with me, maybe a little, I was, if you're in a working mode and you're out working yeah. and you understand nothing lasts forever and you're going to get older and, okay, we're out with Brian sure. Adams, we're selling out, we're doing the garden for five nights, it doesn't, it's not going to last forever, so I was the working, you know, I was, yeah. I was jogging seven miles a day, Saturday, 10, Sunday off, I was running the venues, I was doing, I was working. So mm -hmm. I had, yeah. I was more into a, I got into a routine. You know okay. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So I was a little bit different. I was a little bit more health conscious. And, sure. You know, I had friends and that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, when you look back over everything and you sit down and you say, ah, we did that. You know, you, we were part of this. It's Pop the songs, man. It's I always beautiful. tell you, it's the songs. I'm, yeah. I'm telling you, Jim and I wrote some unbelievable, they're moments. Several wow. of them. Several of them are magic moments. Yeah. Yes. Some you've never heard, and you know I always agreed with the producer that shouldn't be on the record. I'd say I know. Okay, well tell Jim not to fucking bother me about it. That would be the next yeah. line because you know right. we'd have. I said Jim, by the time we're done, we'll have a quadruple record. We can only fit wow. so many songs, but we wrote. Um, we we wrote every day of the week, five days a week, persistent. Yes, sometimes on Saturday I may go sneak in the studio to do a mix or something. But by two o'clock, Monday through Friday, we were writing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Songs. We were writing songs. Now, were they all great? No, but if you get one great one out of a month of it, it's worth yeah, it. It's worth right. it. Right. So if you get 12 great ones out of a year, that's a good record. Yeah. That's do you how hear I the, looked at it. But do you, you hear the you music? Understand, we were crap. We wrote. We were writers. It was every day of the week. By one or two o'clock, we we're writing till six or till after traffic, seven o'clock. So wow. I, it, it's fascinating because different uh, uh, musicians and singers and so on they hear things differently. Do you, when you're writing a song, do you hear the melody, the music, or do you hear the lyrics? Do the lyrics come first, or is it at the same time? Uh, usually, well, with me, it's usually the melody because oh, then I wow. find that the lyric is a little bit easier to kind of, it's a, yeah, the melody kind of sparks lyrics in me. Hmm. Like okay. I knew, you know, I knew the music made it easy to write, not easy, yeah. but the lyric comes, to, I'm better if I start with the melodies I love and that. then I can kind of put the lyric to the melody because I hear a lot of different <laughs> melodies a lot of times. Maybe it has to do with being a guitar player yeah. and playing. I play kind of melodic and I play a lot of 12 strings and maybe it's some have to do with that. But melody to me is sparks at all. Yeah. When you sit to write a song and, and I, we're, we're not going to keep you a, a whole lot longer. I just, I, I got, I got, I got, well, no, no, I, I know. I don't I, care, but I, you get, you're, I'm, I'm swearing, serious. I do. I haven't done a podcast in four years. And before that, I don't know if I ever did one. Well, I think I think it's this time I start. Everybody, I you know how many, how much I get slammed on these social platforms. You got to do more. You got to do. Huh. Yeah, I'm like the mysterious guy. 
I think people, you, I think you could usher in a whole new age with music. I, I honestly, I, think I don't know how to do it. <laughs> that honest no. to say, well, how do I do it? I am not going to go on YouTube and have my YouTube channel say, look at how great I am. I just don't no. subscribe to that. No, and that's not it. Yeah. I have nothing against people that do, but most of them do. Okay, no, there's I, only one Johnny Bon Jovi. He doesn't right. do that. You know, Gene, Uncle Gene, Gene Simmons, he doesn't need to do that. If I ask right. him what he's doing, he'll say, I'm working on my third billion. You know, that's fun. Yeah, but Gene but does toot his own horn. I love all him. The time. Oh, yeah, but he does it with humor. He does. Mm. He does I mean, it with, he, I love him. He does, we hear he him on Stern all the time whenever he, he was on. I was eating. Right. I was out to lunch and I'm eating a salad. Because you get a fish that salad. I said, no, I'm done with it. He took it and started eating it. This is delicious. No, he didn't. Did <laughs> yes, he? he did. Yes. Oh. Yes. Yes, he did. He's a, oh. It's all stick. He's a great guy. He's really yeah. smart. I'm sure and it's is. all humor. It, it's stick. Yeah, it, but I, he'll tell you how. He'll say a Jew bass player from New York and Kiss. I know. 2.3 No, think about that, though. A Kiss coffin. And he likes to the... tell people. And they sell like crazy. And they'll say, yes, well, a Kiss coffin. He goes, hey, Sullivan, I'm so loud. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's funny, you know. All right, I have I have two last questions. I'm gonna say I have one question I'm gonna ask you now, and then I'm gonna turn things over to Stacy. She's got a few things from listeners for herself. That's um, cool. So when you're my last question on when you're writing a song, when you when you go, I can't you're in, see anyhow. I'm when blind. You're, when you're in a studio, yeah. do you you say to yourself, okay, guys, the song we're gonna uh, sing right, we're gonna write about right now is going to be about a guy who loses his job and he's mm -hmm. got this car or we're talking about a mm. girl whose husband left her at the altar and she's trying to find love again. So do you have a basic bare bones concept mm -hmm. and then you go, or do you just, whatever comes to you, comes to you. Mm -hmm. When we go in, when we would go in the studio, we were already prepared. We had most of our songs done, but besides that, my stuff always comes from, Girls, relationships, you know, listen mm -hmm. to the lyrics, you know, even High on You, which, you know, I, I told my catalog and Peter Paterno, I love my attorney, he's another Italian guy, he goes, I'm, I said, Tiger, we got to have a whole, okay, we'll get it together. I said, you know, I said, that's, I got to control because I don't want Sly to turn on TV and no offense, I love her acting and see, and see Kathy Bates and Misery eating Cheetos with Tiger playing, you know, I was throwing a shit but getting melted down, he goes, Besides that, it's not even the best one. I went high on you. Is. I said, what do you mean? Even my wife says that she plays it all the time. I was dying. So see, there's a beauty in that song. Right. Simple as right. it is. Simple as it is. Jesus. Yeah. So we, I'm, we're, when we get in the studio, we're, we're done. We're, the songs are, in fact, we, Jim can over-tweak. I learned to stop over-tweaking. You know, that's why I liked Ron. That's Pe enough. Peter Rick or Jameson? No, Peter, he, Peter. he would over-tweak lyrics and then Ron would say, to fucking close that book up, you know. So that, <laughs> well, and I would do some of the same, so that could be one of the downsides of um, going in the studio with all your songs. We were done. We when We, when the, we, we do pre-production for two weeks, and when we go in the studio, we knew what we were doing. But mm -hmm. there was always a song like Camelback, and, you know, yeah. they're out there. That's amazing. Stacy, uh, I'm going to stop talking. You, yeah. uh, I want you to, yeah, shut up, Mike. You go right <laughs> Well, ahead. you know, here, we weren't like the guys I love in Cheap Trick. They just go in there and set up and play like the greatest band. They're so freaking good. I, I just yeah, love yeah, them. Yeah. They just set up. They don't even care. 
It's out of two rich. Like, who cares? You know, just go for it. Oh, they're a great band. Jesus. Stace. Well, thank Frankie. Thank you. This is this is honestly everything you're saying is like gold. I, um, I I think our philosophy is, is so similar. And I, I, I love the way Sly has sort of gathered not just talent around him, but a certain type of philosophy you know, yes. of a person, you know, yes. and, and you, you capture a, this, this depth and honesty and some, a self-awareness that is rare to me. You know what I mean? That's so nice I, to say. I, I love, isn't that honesty. a nice thing for day? I think that's, well, thanks Stacy. That's beautiful to say. I like to hear that. <laughs> but the I magic, do. thank you. But your magic moments, they don't just come to those who aren't working hard and aren't prepared for those moments. No, they don't. They you don't. Know, I agree. But sometimes they do, and maybe they don't know. You know, or maybe yeah. when they do, they don't know what to do with them, right. or they can't finish them. Like maybe they can right. write a great song, but they can't mm-hmm. get that hook right. Right. Well, because, you know, depends. And I, I also love how you're not over affected by the whole industry, by I, you know, glory, that. fame. All I you're very just human, and that's just so refreshing. And I'm looking at Stacy. Am I supposed to be looking at this green light I'm pointing <laughs> at because I'm looking at her? We're like, you know what? We should have they have to invent something. So when someone's talking, you're looking when you look at them. So oh, I looking, gotcha. So do I have to look here for you can look Stacey? anywhere you want. Yeah, anywhere but, you want. <laughs> okay, well, keep going, Stacey, because I was looking at you instead of the camera. <laughs> but I wanted okay. to you know, well, because if you can see someone's eyes, you can see the sincere. Yeah. They right. can't hide. The right. eyes don't lie. That's true. Okay, these guys with shades on all the time, beware. <laughs> that's uh, that's a good point. I've so we just we're very similar in the life philosophy. There's just no doubt about that. You know who you keep, who you let go, what you hang on to, what you don't. Um, but you know, my daughter, she's at Belmont and she's in the music program. And I, I told her that we were interviewing you and she was like, what, 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 you know, she was so excited. (laughs) I don't do interviews. I just should do more. And, and I just want them you up on the top of the street. Cause I have like, how do you even get started in that stuff? Go ahead, Stace. That's okay. And I just, these students, they're all, they're music majors of some sort. My daughter's video production and uh, she's minoring in music business. And what you've said today, just the ins and outs, you know what I mean? And the little details and the way things come together and, you know, harnessing the moments, just recognizing this is a magic moment and you better grab it. You know what I mean? For, For all these students to hear everything you said today, I just want you to know that there's going to be a group of Belmont University students that are going to listen to this episode because it's your advice is gold, truly. Well, that's nice to say. Yeah. I never thought about it like that. I just, oh, it's yeah. a philosophy, though. You're right, Stacey. Yeah. It is. You can't, I just refuse to be affected and sensationalized by, like but the I man, love that. like yeah. the man, you are the top. I don't want to be, you know, I don't yeah. want to be affected. It's, it's I all it. because I'm a, I, I, I'm afraid I wouldn't even play guitar as good. Mm-hmm. I just don't want to. I, I don't like it. But I think I think Stacy's big point, and I think I think it's something um, uh, I've even been able to kind of relate to a little bit myself. When you do a certain thing in life that affects people in a positive way, people that are like us, like minded the way that we are, like thinking, yeah, mm-hmm. you. Um, 
taking a, a, a very big compliment or or a a gravitas in the in the compliment that can be difficult at times to really say well, i mean all we were was a bunch of guys and we wrote some lyrics and we sang and yeah that's true but you sang songs that inspired people mm -hmm. to go on to survive uh, like survive <laughs> that's Stay nice safe. i just I, I wanted to get that out there all right I, but i realized that as well see i can good. i'm good. a good juggler i can mm -hmm. I'm yes, you are. You've been around. And I, I can it. juggle both, and I think I know what's best is somewhere maybe 60, 40. I'm not quite there you sure. Go. Yet. There it's you a day-to-day -day thing. Staying staying grounded, it, that's to me, that's probably kept you it's going. Difficult. You know, just staying grounded and not getting overly affected and, and also being uncompromising. Always listen to your gut. I say that to my daughter her boyfriend, my stepson all the time. If you ignore your gut, you are going to be regretting your entire life, your entire Forever. existence. Yeah. And you know, it's not easy. A lot of people just go forget it. They don't want to. because they get of, talked out of it. Yes. You go with your gut. Well, sometimes yourself, because if the gut, we have two minds. This one's no good. It's good for lyrics. If the gut's the good one for music. But when we don't listen to the gut, we're lost. Yeah, to me, to me, I if I go against my gut, I just get a horror. I actually can get stomach aches from it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, ditto. I completely understand that. Um, we did have one question from somebody texted me real quick. Oh, can you just ask him this real uh, quick question? Yeah, Two songs, "Fire Makes Steel" and "Reach." Ended Reach. up, yeah, not getting used in Balboa in 06. Do, they were just curious the the story around that. I don't know if we ever, I don't think we really submitted them to get, to get you. Oh, okay. I don't, you know, at that point in time, I know people would ask me at times, why don't you get a hold of blah, 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 like somebody mm. I know was starring in a film or what? And I would always say, nah, because that would be the manager's job. And I never really wanted to reach out to like Sly Stone directly or like his brother, Frank, him and I made a pact. When I won this People's Choice Award in 83, I met him at that show, and we went out that night, and everywhere we went, hey, man, hey, yeah, cool, house fly, house fly. I said, mm -hmm. five in the morning, dropped the hotel. I said, here, that's 83, do the math. How many years later? I said, here's the deal. You and I are never going to talk about your brother unless you bring it up. Yeah. Right. Now, he started, he brings it up once in a while. He does more and more now, but through that, I have been able to be friends with him. I I agree. That was something I I didn't. I never did that when I was uh, when I had people Frank's, do it all the time. I know yeah. he's one of the things he told me, and I was I was always very aware. Could you imagine having to live in that? No, I, I, that's I was out that night, and I was like, "Fuck this, man!" So, you know, Stacy, they would tell me, "Well, you can just go to Frank," and I'd say, mm -mm. "He's the last person I'm going yeah. to." Frank is his own man with his own uh, successes. And, yeah. and I just and said to him be... a week ago, you're, you you, and I are friends first and foremost. Right. I don't talk to anybody in this business about anything that we do, you do, your ideas, your plans, unless you and I discuss it. Mm -hmm. and look at how long this relationship's going on. I've been asked by the band guys just to drive me nuts. You could go to Frank. You could go to Frank. I said, yeah. you could go to hell yeah. because it would be the end of the relationship. Yep. Well, that whole opportunist thing is so classless. It's it's, it's classless, Very, but it's yeah. rampant. It's rampant. Yeah. yeah. Everywhere. No. 
Stacy, anything before I ask my last question and, and uh you know, Stacy just have to tell your students that they just have to be true to themselves. And it yeah. sounds like a cliche, but you have to work That's, on it mm -hmm. to, sometimes every minute to minute. It depends. Ten, I take it in 10 minutes. If I have a bad day, I have to take it 10 minutes yeah. at a time. Yeah. They have to be true to themselves and it's going to be a calling sometimes, but it's when you hear it and you respond naturally the way mm -hmm. you feel, it's mm -hmm. a great calling because you come out of it. Uh, you've learned so much. Right. Right. No, just, just thank you. I mean, just, just to, to listen to your journey and to, I just love you have this humbleness about you. I've been and around it, some really successful people, Stacy, and mm -hmm. I have to tell you, they're very humble people. They wow. have their ups and downs, and sure. I know they've had their wild errors, but they'll now tell me, I'm glad I'm over that decade. You know, they're humble, they're huge, and but they're great people, too. Yeah, they really are. So I'm kind of blessed in that way too to have the friends yeah. I have. Yeah. You know, like no. Brian Adams, I, I as good as he is, I never hear him brag. Really? He's so freaking good. Nobody you don't does. have to. When you're that good, you shouldn't he, have he to. He just was yeah. like that all the time. Yeah. We're on a roll with him. I remember they were shooting. I said, what is Rolling Stone doing in your dressing room? He said, well, to shoot my combat boots. and Because I wear a Hanes t-shirt and Levi jeans. And he says, how stupid is that? You know, we both laugh for a minute, but he still plays. He, I always liked him because he just he wanted to do what he did. And that's it. Are you he kidding? Did. Everything I do, I do for you. Summer He's 69. Are you, He's come so, on. you know, I played that the other day. And Summer Teresa goes to me. My gal on. goes to me. I, I was listening to, um, I'm a huge Chris Christopherson fan. Oh, yeah. wow. Now, there's Stacy, your students, because this is something I got into yeah. a little bit late in life. Okay. This guy's a writer. So I was listening to um, Sunday Morning Coming Down. You ever listen to that song? Okay. Not a long time. Okay, he's a, a Bob, me and Bobby McGee, his versions. You know, this mm -hmm. guy's a songwriter, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I just said to myself, and then I had, I, I was streaming. So Summer 69 came on. We were on the road. We were swapping number one records. Heaven switches over. We had a black. We were on the road 18 months. And he, at the five and dime, I said, that sounds a little dated. So she goes, I love this song. And she likes the replacements. And, you know, she'll listen to Christopherson and stuff. Yeah, but yeah. That's the last thing you would think she would like. And she said, it's almost as good as Is This Love. So I put Is This Love and I said, that's a good song. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Wow. You know, Frankie, every guest that we have on our show, I like to ask them one last question before they leave okay it's kind of a thing here and the, the question thing, is thing we all have our it's thing. a thing <laughs> and and people love hearing the answer to this because it ranges from something simple to a little complicated to somewhere in the middle if you had 30 seconds in an elevator with sylvester stallone today after everything you've been through and learned mm -hmm. what would you say to him you walk in and he's there I would, I would, I would, I'd give him a punch, I'd bump elbows, I'd say, how you doing? And I'd say, keep punching. And thanks. always, always, and sometimes, I don't really, I always would say, and thanks. I always throw that in. Nice. That's 30 seconds. I'd give him the five, 
Because I gave him an elbow. One time I said to him, just touch my elbow because everything you touch turns to gold. To gold. I, gave punch, <laughs> I gave him the punch and I gave him yeah. the elbow and I would say, how you doing? And, and thank you. I would. That's great. Because, you know, you Sly will talk about, don't forget where you went. I love on Instagram. Don't forget from where we all once yep. came from. And a oh lot God, of people yeah. forget. Yeah. Oh, my it. God. He, he is not just someone I've done work for. He's one of my idols. He's one of my favorite people. Uh, ours too. And I've, I've, I've kind of begged him to do either a master class of sorts of yes. just a compiling so of life good. lessons or, oh, or, or oh my, all of it, all of it. He could give a college class. I, I swear to God. He's an I encyclopedia. He of it. Of he's advice so smart. Of he's so smart. And I don't think that's an art thing. People, I, I they think they know. Right. He's, a, he's brilliant. Brilliant. Quick. He's because, quick. Oh, he's so witty. And, and he's, he's self-deprecating, too. Yeah, he's yeah. always teasing on himself and goofing on himself. Yeah. It's hysterical. And that's the thing, because of Rocky and Rambo, you don't think Rocky and Rambo no, you would never, be like. No, I they, agree. You know, that's the thing. I agree. Like he, I absolutely love you, brother. I am so thank you, man. I thrilled. appreciate that. Hopefully, we can stay in touch. I, I, and you talk I to Frank that. all the time. So last night he called me at nine thirty. You know what time we hung up? One thirty in the morning. Oh, <laughs> nice. Hey, no, we played nine guitars and we talk all the time. Wow. We play guitars. He loves his guitar. He turns man. me on to a bunch of healthy things now. You got to take this methylene blue, and I got you. Got to call this doctor. He's been really. He's been a terrific friend of mine. Mm -hmm. Frankie, you have been a great friend to us today, and well, I hope forward, I can stay that way. Uh, Absolutely, us too, are you kidding? <laughs> this exceeded, far exceeded. And my then you can teach me. You, know, you have to start doing more of these. To just send me an email. This is how you do it because I don't do. I people. I swear, Stacy is the guru. Stacy is the guru. I'm looking at you. I'm looking at you here instead of the camera, Stacy. I get so. I'm literally a ton. Most of my email, why don't you do interviews? Why don't you do podcasts? How come you don't talk? A ton of them. Why don't you? Authors like this one guy, I looked him up. He wrote like four novels that were number one in England. Let's write a book. And I just, I said, nah, nah. I think I said, nah, for so long. I don't know how to go about it. But I would be willing to because there's a lot of good okay. gut stays, gut stuff, truth, yeah, life's lessons yep. mm -hmm. and this whole eye of the tiger thing besides the I, 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 I don't like I, 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 I stuff because mm -hmm. first off, it's bullshit. It doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. And the guys that are I, I like Bruce Springsteen or Brian Anfran, yeah. they don't talk I, I, I. Yeah. So there's right. a lot there that people just have such a misunderstanding. You know, Sarisa, she does a lot of stuff for me. She used to work for a manager. She says it's almost, it's to the point to where it's almost a, 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 say, a shame. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's mm -hmm. shameful. I said, well, I know, but I don't want to do You should start doing something. I said, well, let's tell the truth. That usually works. Yeah. This is, this is, this is the new goal for 2023. Yeah. Well, this we all have to have them. Always. 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 Frankie, we're going to go. We're going to do a quick guys. wrap up. Thank and you. I, we want to thank you again. We're going to uh, talk more in the future. My friend, Mike, keep punching. Keep punching. Stay healthy. Stace, I like the glasses. Let me look. She kind of looks <laughs> like this. You know, I saw Michelle Pfeiffer once eating a hamburger and a hamburger hamlet. And I went over and I said, Excuse me, just going to tell you, you're one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen. Aww. She said, 
as I'm taking a bite of hamburger, you tell me that you look a lot like Michelle Pfeiffer. If anybody ever told oh you that before, no. and her day, yeah, you do. Thank you. Mike, don't you think so? I agree. I See? try to tell her that, and she she throws banana peels at me. I'm telling you, and she goes, "If you tell me that when I got a mouthful, I don't care what you have a mouthful. I just wanted to tell you that, that I walked away. Aww. So you remind me of her. So I just well, thank you. That that, that is a big compliment. Mike, yeah. So stay healthy. Keep that way. Yeah. Don't lose the glasses, Mike. Just stay in touch. I'm here. I will absolutely. Okay, Frankie. brothers. Frankie, thank Sister, you. Sister, take okay. care of yourself. Thank Bye, you. buddy. God bless thank you. Guys. Now, what do I do? Click off, hang up, or what do you do? You just hang up on me? Well, I'm up. Yeah. That never happened to me much. That never, but so you'll just click and I'll be done. Yes. Well, you guys, peace and love. You know, you got to keep it right here. Okay. Bye. Bye bye. Bye. Bye bye. Keep pudging. What a great guy, huh? Oh my gosh. Michelle Pfeiffer. Wow. Boy, I think someone ought to let Kevin know. <laughs> I'm gonna send him to Vision Works. Seriously. Oh, come on. That was that is very sweet. Oh, no, seriously. That that, sweet. That, that that was awesome. That that really far exceeded my expectations because he he really is a wealth of knowledge. Yeah. And he's got so much up there in his brain. Mm-hmm. He's got so much. It's it really is impressive. My yeah. goodness, yeah. it's impressive. I, it's all impressive. I, I, I would never take away the successes unmatched. I mean, all the songs, everything he's accomplished, everything survivor has accomplished. It's like, wow, wow, wow. But I, as a person, I like him as a person, even when you peel all that away, we don't have that. Like he said at the end, I, 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 you know what? We're here to take care of each other. You know what I'm saying? And and he yep. gets that. I he just, and, and, and just his relationship with Frank and I'm friends with you for you, not mm-hmm. because you can get me here. Right. I just, I just, that is that philosophy. I don't have the right word, but that, that mentality as you interact with humans makes other, it makes you more attractive. Yeah. It's like, it's like a magneticism, if yeah, that's even yeah. a word, but that's what I liked him as a person. And then all oh, the success on it is like, wow, but you know, he's a good person. Yeah. And I, I love that. Yeah. So. I, I, I loved hearing him talk and you know, it, I could, I could go longer with him. I really could. I, I could yeah. just didn't listen to him, uh, you know, have a coffee and just talk life, but hey, maybe we'll get him back again. You know, yeah. he seems, oh my goodness. he seems very friendly and up for it. So, you know, if this episode goes well, which I know will, we'll it have will. him back and talk more. Yeah. Stacy. Great, great guess. <laughs> what and where and who and how can people find you? I am at the Rocky Files on Instagram as well as had me at yo. And then on Facebook, we are at the Rocky Files podcast. And Michael, you what know, about you? I wrote a little book called Cue the Rocky Music. Not a lot of big words in it, and it helps kill spiders. You can check it out anywhere books are sold. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. A lot of spiders over there. <laughs> One or two. Uh, you can check out on streaming media, uh, Peacock Television and Amazon Prime, a little uh, documentary about my life called The Pretender by the great Jim Toscano out of Detroit. And you can find me at the Yo Philly Film Tour <laughs> on Yes, some changes may or may not be afoot, but definitely are afoot. Uh, what's been going on? Well, I'm going to keep that quiet for now, but mm-hmm. 
big changes are quite possible. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Mostly should be good. Mostly should be good. I don't know. We'll see. Anyways, Stacey, <laughs> another great episode. Another great episode. And keep watching. Keep watching. Keep watching. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>